What's up everybody? This is Tanner from TamanBaseballFan.com. I want to talk about some very important news that has uh, come out over the past couple of days. Um, so I actually talked about this on my podcast a number of months ago when um, uh, we found out that uh, Fanatics was going to be the uh, the sole uh, licensor or licensee, I guess you could say, whatever it is, uh, for Major League Baseball. Um, so that way, starting in 2025, I believe that Fanatics was going to be the only one that would be able to uh, create baseball cards. And I talked about this uh, a couple months ago. I said, you watch, uh, Tops is going to... Uh, and this wasn't my idea. I was just uh, agreeing with it. So I, I think Darren Ravel maybe said something about this uh, before. I don't recall. But, uh, you know, so Tops, uh, the value of Tops probably goes down at that point. Fanatics comes in and buys Tops. And so that's kind of what my, uh, you know, thought was also that something like that similar would happen. Um, this has really been kind of concerning people. Like maybe uh, these were going to be the last few years that we had top baseball cards until they went off and started doing nothing but like, you know, non-sports and, you know, maybe UFC or something only, uh, you know, and also Star Wars and Garbage Pail Kids and all that. Uh, so, uh, you know, that means Bowman Chrome no longer happens. Uh, Super Fractors uh, cease to exist. Retro... Uh, cards from the you know 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s uh, are no more, and so there's some good and bad about that. I think I, I think a lot of us probably uh, would welcome a little bit of a break from uh, retro uh, cards uh, to some extent, at least, and certainly you know certainly the buybacks. You know, I think we probably would be well served if they. Uh, you know, kind of take a breather from those for a while. Um, so, but the main thing is, is there's this looming feeling of like, what does a Fanatics card even look like? You know, we, we don't know. Uh, we are very much so familiar with Tops and Bowman and, you know, all the other, uh, you know, little uh, card products that they have under their umbrella. And so when we have something that we're familiar with like that, I think we can get excited um, because we know what's coming. So the unknown, wherever Fanatics comes in, we're like, well, wait a second, what's going to happen? What is this going to be? Like, is this going to be just a bunch of junk or like, what's, what's going to happen? Who's like, what can we be excited about? We can't be excited about the new super factors coming in and you know, will they even know how to properly do uh, bat barrels and bat knobs and will they even be able to do proper refractor cards even and so you know there's just a lot of uh, unknowns well a couple days ago uh came out that uh, uh fanatics was set to buy tops so uh i think personally it's very good news i'm really happy about this uh i think that uh it's good to continue this uh this product along um or this company along uh where we could still have the Bowman, the five star and all this. And I don't know, I, there's definitely a downside to it because I think that there is a uh, very good thing for us as collectors when we when there's competition. I think some phenomenal things came out of our hobby in the 90s because of competition. Um, if there was only tops or 
only Pacific or only Pinnacle or only Fleer or whatever, only Upper Deck, I think the 90s would have been way, way, way more boring. And so I, I think it's kind of a bummer in that respect. Uh, I wish that there would be more companies that would be able to come in and, and do things because it really keeps each competitor uh, sharp and they want to outdo the next guy and, and that sort of thing. So yeah, it's kind of unfortunate um, in that regard. But that would have happened anyway. You know, I think uh, if Tops would have continued, they would have still continued to have been the sole license. Uh, but the good thing is, is like we now can uh, continue to have the retro cards, which, you know, we don't get that break. But that also means that they're not gone for good, which is neat. Um, now, imagine this, by the way, guys. I think before I say anything else, I think one thing that's pretty cool a buddy, a buddy of mine, uh, Anthony, he's the uh, Gary Carter Super Collector. He told me uh, that I believe that tops, you know, that we'll be able to have tops basketball and football cards again, which is really cool. Could you imagine, like, uh, you know, Super Fractor of uh, Tom Brady and all this, and like a LeBron James Super Fractor, and you know, there's some really cool possibilities there too. I don't really care too terribly much myself about this because I only collect baseball. Uh, but I think it's kind of neat. The thing that I think is really interesting to me is imagine for a second if Fanatics buys Panini. That is going to make things a whole lot more interesting. Um, I think personally. Uh, I think a lot of different things can happen at that point. Now, another thought also is imagine if uh, Fanatics uh, also purchases Upper Deck. Now, keep in mind, I have zero clues whatsoever of the feasibility of Fanatics purchasing Panini and Upper Deck. I don't know. I just simply have no clue. For all I know, Panini is 10 times the size of Fanatics and Upper Deck is 50 times the size of uh, Panini. <laughs> I don't think that's the case, but, um, but that just kind of goes to show you that I have no clue. Uh, no idea whatsoever. However, let's, uh, let's dream for a second. Let's... Uh, imagine that somehow it happens or there's some sort of merger or something like that so in the next two three years so what happens at that point is you think of uh, all of the junk wax era cards that we had in the past that we loved uh, you have Donruss, Fleer, Upper Deck, Score all of these companies can now do uh, fun retro uh, or, you know, Fanatics would then be able to do fun retro cards uh, of rated rookies and all these other types. Uh, and also, they'd be able to introduce the refractor and superfractor technology. And I know that Panini does that kind of now, but they're not able to, to use logos. So, we are talking about, like, legit licensed, like, for instance, a rated rookie Canseco or Maguire. Uh, a7 Ray Rookie McGuire, the Bo Jackson. I mean, all kinds of fun things. And maybe what about like a rated rookie, uh, you know, uh, Barry Bonds? You know, there was no such thing as this, you know, before. Now they can do like uh, rated rookies that never were, which I'm sure, by the way, in I think in the early to mid 2000s, I think Donners did something similar to that, anyways. Um, but it would be really fun uh, to be able to see this, their take on things in 2025. Uh, 
you know, I think it'd just be so cool. We could also do uh, fun mashups of like, you know, there's a, uh, a card that I did of uh, Don Mattingly. I called it a floperus where, uh, and I don't remember exactly everything I did. I think it was like the, the housed design of 84 Tops with uh, his picture from Fleer in the main section and his picture of Donruss in the little square and the logo, Floperus. You know, I think that, that'd be kind of fun if they could do some weird mix and match things like that. There's another cool thing I think uh, would be neat is there was a custom that I did a while ago that actually a buddy of mine who's uh, buddies with Conseco uh, posted and uh, there are a bunch of people that are like, oh, this is the coolest card I've ever seen. It's so neat. And what I did was I took a, I think it was like a basketball rated rookie card. And what, uh, what they did was they took the rated rookie logo and they had like a little kind of goldish anodized uh, emblem of some sort. So I took that, I pulled that piece uh, from the card. I uh, did a horizontal version of Kinseiko's Ray Rookie on, on one side where the left showed the Kinseiko Ray Rookie on the right had that uh, gold anodized uh, Ray Rookie emblem. And uh, my buddy had it signed in gold ink and it looks phenomenal. It's just a great card. Well, we could possibly have some really, really neat uh, licensed cards like that, like legit licensed cards. That is exciting stuff. Different parallels of the A9 Upper Deck Griffey, and I mean, oh man, bringing in uh, 88 score, but like with different colors. Uh, all kinds of really fun stuff, guys. Like, I think we've got a bright outlook uh, in our hobby. And I think a lot of people were like, oh man, we're hitting a little bit of a lull because, you know, we're. Definitely not in the area that we were on the highs, you know, back in last, you know, March during the, you know, the whole quarantine deal and everything. But guys, like we've got some cool stuff potentially brewing here. Um, so let's uh, let's kind of uh, uh, buckle in and uh, and enjoy the ride and uh, see where it takes us. Um, so, anyways, I'm going to go ahead and end with that. I just wanted to do a quick uh, uh, quick episode here to kind of give my uh, my thoughts on this and to. Me project a little bit of uh, uh, you know potential forecasting and, and dreaming, and uh, you know kind of tell you about some of my fantasies of what might happen as well. So, because you think about this, I mean, that's one of the main reasons why I uh, do custom cards is because I love to be able to do cards that uh, did not exist before, and uh, you know obviously with Conseco, but you know other players too. But uh, so it's fun to be able to think uh, that this might come to fruition. 85 Donruss for a rookie kid's sake. Oh, holy cow. That'd be so cool also. Uh, you know, I've done something like that before already. Uh, be fun to see them actually do it for real with a legit card. So anyways, thank you as always for listening, guys. I hope you have a great rest of the day ahead.